Chapter Twenty Three of The Well at the World's End, Book Four. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please contact LibriVox.org. The Well at the World's End, Book Four. Chapter Twenty Three They Ride to Bear Castle. But while they spake thus and were merry, the dawn had well nigh passed into daylight. Then Ralph bade old Giles sleep for an hour, and went forth and called Roger and Richard, and went to the great barn. There he bade the watch wake up Stephen and all men, and they got to horse as speedily as they might, and were on the road ere the sun was fully up. The spearmen of the thorpe did not fail them, and numbered twenty-three all told. Giles had a horse given him, and rode the way by Ralph. They rode up and down hills and dales, but went across country and not by the greenway, for thus wise the road was shorter. But when they had gone some two leagues, and were nigh on top of a certain low green ridge, they deemed that they heard men's voices anigh, and the clash of arms, and it must be said that by Ralph's reed they journeyed somewhat silently, so Ralph, who was riding first with Giles, bid all stay and let the crown of the ridge cover them. So they did and Giles got off his horse and crept to the top of the ridge till he could see down to the dale below. Presently he came down again, the old face of him puckered with mirth, and said softly to Ralph, Did I not say thou art lucky? Here is the first fruits thereof. Ride over the ridge, lord, at once, and ye shall have what there is of them as safe as a sheep in a penfold. So Ralph drew sword and beckoned his men up, and they all handled their weapons, and rode over the brow, and tarried not one moment there, not even to cry their cries, for down in the bottom were a sort of men, two score and six, as they counted them afterwards, sitting or lying about a cooking-fire, or loitering here and there, with their horses standing behind them, and they mostly unhelmed. The champions knew them at once for men of their old foes, and there was scarce time for a word, ere the full half of them had passed by the sword of the dry tree. Then Ralph cried out to spare the rest, unless they offered to run. So the foemen cast down their weapons and stood still, and were presently brought before Ralph, who sat on the grass amidst the ring of the champions. He looked on them a while, and remembered the favour of those whom he had seen erewhile in the burg. But ere he could speak, Giles said softly in his ear, These be of the burg, forsooth, as ye may see by their dogs' faces, but they be not clad nor armed as those whom we have met heretofore. Ask them whence they be, Lord. Ralph spake and said, Whence and whither are ye, manslayers? But no man of them answered. Then said Ralph, Pass these murderers by the edge of the sword, Stephen, unless some one of them will save his life and the life of his fellows by speaking. As he spake, one of the youngest of the men hung down his head a little, and then raised it up. Wilt thou spare our lives if I speak? Yea, said Ralph. Wilt thou swear it by the edge of the blade, said the man? Ralph drew forth his sword and said, Lo, then, I swear it. The man nodded his head and said, Few words are best, and whereas I wot not if my words will avail thee aught, and since they will save our lives, I will tell thee truly. We are men of the burg, whom these green-coated thieves drave out of the burg on an unlucky day. Well, some of us, of whom I was one, fetched a compass and crossed the water that runneth through the upmeads by the red bridge, and so got us into the wood debatable through the uplands. There we struck a bargain with the main band of strong thieves of the wood. 
that we and they together would get us a new home in Upmeads, which is a fat and pleasant land. So we got us ready, but the woodman told us that the Upmeads carles, though they be not many, are strong and dauntless, and since we now had pleasant life before us, with good thralls to work for us, and with plenty of fair women for our bedmates, we deemed it best to have the most numbers we might, so that we might overwhelm the said carles at one blow, and get as few of ourselves slain as might be. Now we knew that another band of us had entered the lands of the abbot of Hyam, and had taken hold of some of his castles, wherefore the captains considered and thought, and sent us to give bidding to our folk south here to march at once towards us in Upmeads, that our bands might meet there, and scatter all before us. There is our story, lord. Ralph knitted his brow, and said, Tell me, and thy life lieth on thy giving true answers, do thy folk in these strongholds know of your purpose of falling upon Upmeads? Nay, said the burgher, said Ralph, and will they know otherwise if ye do them not to wit? Nay, again, said the man. Said Ralph, are thy folk already in Upmeads? Nay, said the captive, but by this time they will be on the road thither. How many all told, said Ralph. The man reddened and stammered. A thousand, two, two thousand, a thousand, lord, said he. Get thy sword ready, Stephen, said Ralph. How many on thy life, Burger? Two thousand, lord, said the man. And how many do ye look to have from the Hyam land, said the Burger. Somewhat more than a thousand. Withal he looked uneasily at his fellows, some of whom were scowling on him fellly. Tell me now, said Ralph, where be the other bands of the burghers? Ere the captive could speak, he who stood next to him snatched an unsheathed knife from the girdle of one of the dry tree, and quick as lightning thrust it into his fellow's belly, so that he fell dead at once amongst them. Then Stephen who had his sword naked in his hand, straightway hewed down the slayer, and swords came out of scabbards everywhere, and it went but a little, but that all the burghers were slain at once. But Ralph cried out, Put up your swords, champions. Stephen slew yonder man for slaying his fellow who was under my ward, and that was but his due. But I have given life to these others, and so it must be held to. Tie their hands behind them, and let us on to Bear Castle, for this tide brooks no delay. So they got to horse, and the footmen from Garten mounted the horses of the slain burghers, and had the charge of guarding the twenty that were left. So they rode off all of them toward Bear Castle, and shortly to say it, came within sight of its rampart two hours before noon. Sooner had they come thither, but divers times they caught up with small companies of weaponed men whose heads were turned the same way, and Giles told Ralph each time that they were of the shepherd folk going to the moat. But now, when they were come so nigh to the castle, they saw a very stream of men setting that way, and winding up the hill to the rampart. And Giles said, It is not to be doubted, but that Martha hath sent round the war-brand, and thou wilt presently have an host that will meet thy foemen without delay, and what there lacks in number shall be made good by thy luck, which once again was shown by our falling in with that company e'en now. Yea, truly, said Ralph, but wilt thou now tell me how I shall guide myself amongst thy folk? and if they will grant me the aid, I ask. Look, look, said Giles, already someone hath made clear thine asking to our folk, and hearken, up there they are naming the ancient father of our race, without whom we may do naught, even with the blessed saints to aid. There, then, is thine answer, Lord. Indeed, as he spoke, came down on the wind the voice of a chant sung by many folk, the words whereof he well remembered. 
smite aside Axel Bearfather, and therewith rose up into the air a column of smoke intermingled with fire from each of the four corners of that stronghold of the ancient folk. Ralph rejoiced when he saw it, and the heart rose within him and fluttered in his bosom, and Ursula, who rode close behind him, looked up into his face, well pleased and happy. Thus rode they up the bent and over the turf bridge into the plain of the garth, and whatso of people were there flocked about to behold the newcome warriors. Sooth to say, there were but some two hundreds, who looked but few indeed in the great square place, but more were streaming in every minute. Giles led him and his men into the northeast corner of the castle, and there they got off their horses and lay down on the grass, awaiting what should betide. End of chapter 23